0: Wake up. You wake. Yes. Good. Good. Welcome, welcome back to the waves of Cinema. I'm Jack. I'm Andrew. And I'm, just like before. Are Are you sure you're like before? Yes. Will you ever be the same again? I I
1: will, but I have a feeling you won't.
0: Uh, well, I'm just gonna level with you, Andrew. And I'm gonna level with you, audience. You wagers, uh, paying your wages like good Americans or good people of the world, um. Yeah, I mean, you know, this past week has, you know, changed life, I feel like. Uh, the fact that now, uh, that after this election, like, I, I tried to put it out of my mind, uh, and it just can't leave my mind, because it just is one of those things that has, like, just changed the way I think about my country, and think about the way that I look at society, and look at politics and look at so many other things and it i mean i'm sure i'll move on from it but the effect that i had like i was kind of depressed for three days straight and it may still be kind of there for me but it like it kind of deeply affected me in a way that i didn't expect
1: what jack i think is trying to say is that america messed up his brain
0: yeah god damn it america you, so, you messed up my brain, and Andrew doesn't seem to care. He's just kind of like, "Oh well." <laughs> I'm, not a, saying, I'm not saying that I you have care. To feel a certain way. I
1: care about your brain, Jack, All right. which is why I suggested tonight's c- category yeah. because you're feeling so crappy about the 2016 election year. Yeah, I thought that the best thing to do because we are. Warriors we of cinema, as yes. Jodorowsky would put it, or or we as are...
0: well, or as or as Her- Herzog would say,
1: he'd call us soldiers of cinema. Yeah, I like warriors a little better. Okay. Oh, J- War- Jodorowsky would call us like a, a spiritual warrior. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Um, but in that Jodorowsky's mi- doing. But in that anyway, f-
0: but in that frame of mind, I decided that we both had, thought it was a good idea that movies that you can watch, which again your mind will never you know you can do watch whatever you can and like i kind of had this problem myself uh seeing a couple of the movies i've seen lately where i just i can't help but draw parallels to the election or to certain figures in it like and i it's like i tried to get out of my mind i'm like with with that movie christine i finally started to separate a little bit but i decided that okay One of the great things about movies is that you can escape into something, but, you know, you're still living through somebody's experience. And I decided that the movies that would kind of help me to um, escape a little bit, and I think you can agree with some of these as well, they can transport you without reminding you of a lot of the things that Trump represents. (laughs) now
1: as president movies can help you escape anything jack
0: yeah hopefully they're a nice
1: escape except hatch. prison well <laughs> unless if it's director prison so jack you've made a list of movies i did that will help you escape these troubled times
0: yeah and hopefully they can help you escape these troubled times as well i mean these are movies that i picked in large part because they're either kind of great light viewing or they have a lot of action to them um the first movie at the very top of my list was uh singing
1: in the rain right this is the great escapist movie for everybody in every situation it's the the swiss army knife of escapism it's it's
0: the it's an example of what i like to call prozac in movie form (laughs) you you watch this movie and it just makes you happy and if you if you watch Singing in the Rain and you don't get a little bit happy, then you may really be like completely messed up for life. Or you're, or you're blind.
1: You're... No, but you could still
0: listen to it. Oh, never mind. I mean, <laughs> you see, I, I, I got you right there. I mean, you can certainly listen to singing. Now, obviously. Oh, I
1: can, I can hear all that tapping. I know something's going on on that screen.
0: Hey, you know, in a way, can you imagine somebody who's blind? And listens to sing in the rain. They create their own movie in their head.
1: Well, blind people get get these sort of uh, earphones where people describe the action that's happening on screen. So, you know,
0: yeah, but no, but the, but still, the way the, like camera moves happen and like lighting, you can't really describe that so much. I mean, you can describe characters moving in a scene, but that's not exactly the same thing.
1: I've never used it, so I don't know exactly. All right, how but it the
0: works. point is, sing in the rain. You know, the great. Uh, uh, musical starring uh, you know Gene Kelly, Donald Connor, Debbie Reynolds, Gene Hagen, um, you know it's a movie all uh, set in the nineteen late nineteen twenties uh, where
1: a film about making movies a
0: film about making movies uh, one of the maybe the best movie to me about making movies.
1: I'm singing in the rain, you're singing in the rain, what a glorious feeling, I'm happy again, I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above, the sun's in my heart and I'm ready.
0: I'm trying to think if there might be a better one. And, like, I place this movie way up there in my favorites. And it... Like, each time I watch it, it gets better. And it is, is especially good if you ever Joe have a Lerowski's chance...
1: To... Dune is a great film about making movies.
0: That, that is, too. That is, too. That's a very... That's a story about ambition that is full of passion and... Hearts of bat- darkness. Hearts of darkness. Burden of dreams. Um, be but, kind. Rewind. Yeah. But this is more. But this is a movie about making movies back in the
1: golden, in the age. super
0: golden age, um, and it kind of deals with the transition from silent film to sound. And uh, you know, you have this character Lena, and you know, originally Don Lockwood and Lena are the famous on-screen romantic Same. pair. But then sound comes in, and Lena, well, doesn't really have the best she tries to get the best diction she
1: can but she's got a terrible voice she's got you don't cut any uh slack she would not be good on a podcast no no not good on a podcast at all (laughs) could you imagine someone like restaging that it's just her the character of lena having her own podcast now that she's no longer in movies (laughs) <laughs> she does. she does a podcast about like it's called i can't
0: stand it
1: i can't stand it
0: <laughs> she just says things in her life that she can't stand yeah. i would listen to that sure yeah that could be kind of coming to the
1: wages of cinema podcast network i can't stand them starring lena what's her name from singing in the rain look for it you won't be sorry it would
0: be like uh did you ever watch back when 60 minutes when andy
1: rooney was a thing yeah
0: You ever notice that vegetables aren't paid, like, the way you buy fruit? Why is that?
1: You mean, like, when he was a thing, you mean when he was alive? Well, yeah. Uh, No, no.
0: (laughs) Yes, I watch Andy Rooney now that he's dead. Look, I don't know what you watch. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that I'm dead? Why is that? Have you ever noticed that when I turn into a corpse, I start to rot?
1: Why is that? I that really means... want my mommy.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, but that was no, that was Andy Rooney's thing. Was why is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, being alive—that was his thing. <laughs>
0: Yes, that used to be Andy Rooney's thing. See,
1: being alive. This podcast has worked already. Jack is not thinking about the election. Damn it! Now I am. Just stop. What's the next movie? We got. We got to figure out a way to distract you. All right, all right, all right. Now,
0: I kind of put three movies together as one. Um, I guess you can kind of mix and match, or watch all three in a row if you want. Um, and that is the uh, the three movies that had the Beatles in the '60s. Oh uh, yeah, th- uh, I also put, that includes help. Yeah, I even put help in there.
1: Really? Yeah. Now, I explain pl- this to a man who knows the reputation of help and who has not seen it. Why do you include help on this list of movies? Okay,
0: is it the best of the trilogy? No, but it's a lot of fun. You get a, you get kind of like a madcap caper involving a, uh, you know. An Asian cult who want uh, Ringo, uh, you know, to put on their ring. I mean, I think I enjoy it just because it is such nonsense. Like it's not really about anything, but that's almost its charm. Hmm. It's just seeing the Beatles being the Beatles, and they get involved in like this plot. It almost, in that way, reminds me of when you would see one of those Marx Brothers movies, where okay, maybe the plot isn't the best, but because the Marx Brothers are so great, you can you know excuse that because
1: the beatles are well, you still at least beatles. hear a few jokes and see a few gags and yeah
0: that. well just like that you get to see the beatles get have their usual uh um interplay right. you get to see how because they in a way they weren't quite they weren't the marx brothers in that sense like they didn't have they had distinct personalities but they also were not so distinct like the marx brothers yeah if that makes sense
1: they were clearly part of a set, but each part was different from each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the Ninja Turtles. Right.
1: Now, you, <laughs> now, you don't have to tell me, though, about Yellow Submarine. Because Yellow Submarine has been a favorite of mine for years.
0: Yeah, I... See, I was one of those people that... I didn't get, I didn't really want, have this movie as a kid. Because I know like a lot of children are introduced to this movie when they're young. I saw this in college. And uh, it was probably the right age for it in that way. Um, it's a very experimental movie in some ways. Uh, I just remember, like, cause the uh, the movie does have it a seems, story.
1: It seems to me the Yellow Submarine, yeah, the story of Yellow Submarine is.
0: I mean, the Blue Meanies take over Pepperland. They drain it of its color and music. They, they, well. Now I am thinking of uh, Trump. They fire anti-music missiles.
1: But we're still working on it. (laughs) I forgot about that. So one person flees in a Yellow Submarine to Liverpool and picks up the Beatles and says, Come on, we got to save Pepperland. Lord
0: Admiral escapes in the Yellow Submarine and gets the Beatles to help them out in the land of Pepperland. But it's not so
1: much about the plot. It's about them getting from our world to Pepperland and all the weird places they visit.
0: It's about all of the visuals
1: that are in the world that you're looking at
0: like, and it's, basically it's like
1: all the cool visuals set to Beatles I mean, masterful like- visuals My, man like
0: just that in the way that they use different art forms like i actually of all things i feel like this is probably one of the big influences on terry gilliam because there are parts of this movie that use like cutouts yeah. For their animation. Like, there's a sequence where they use Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. And they just show, like, the submarine going through, like, different cityscapes. Yeah. And, like, the cityscapes are black and white. And you have, like, this little submarine going through it. And it's,
1: like... It, it's bleak, but it's artful at the same time.
0: Yeah, well, it fits the song, too. Because it's, like, I look at all the lonely people. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, I remember, I like the sequence with Nowhere Man. Yeah. Yeah that's a fun sequence so there's so many great little sequences
1: i think the sequence i like maybe i don't know if i like this the most but the one that sticks out in my head mm-hmm. the most right now is when i'm 64
0: yeah I, now again it's been a little while since i've seen the movies so i don't remember that as well i remember a lot of the parts of it um and then the very end where it's like all together now yeah it's uh like, this when is a, the
1: Beatles fulfill their contractual obligation and show up in the last <laughs> shot of the film.
0: Well, what's interesting with this movie, I don't know if you know the history that, like the Beatles did Hard Days Night and Help, and then they were supposed to do a third movie in like early '66, and they just decided, no, we're we're way too tired. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to relax and then record Revolver. Um, so. Instead, like, the studio proposed, let's do an animated movie. And the Beatles like, sure, yeah. And they didn't even do the... You know that it's not their voices I in know. the movie? Like, uh... I remember
1: reading once that the Beatles saw the film and but they, they said... But that's the thing. And then they I saw the film
0: and re- they liked it so much that they're like, okay, we'll actually do some songs for you.
1: But the thing was, when it came to the voices, they all thought that everyone's voice was great except for their own. Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like me at all.
0: Well, that's always that was the thing with them. Like they could some they could sometimes get really down on themselves. like there was one period in like 68 and this was be- this was before the Beals finally broke up. but Ringo, I think had wanted to maybe lead the band and he kind of approached everyone and said, you know, and said to them individually, like, uh I I just don't know if I'm do- doing the right work. I, I feel like I'm letting everybody down. I'm just not doing my best. And, uh, and, they you, said, and you guys are doing such great work. And then the other beetle would say to Ringo,
1: I thought it was you three. <laughs> they said, shut up Ringo. Get back to work. <laughs> Do you're your drumming. Not, and just close sc- yeah,
0: your mouth. Yeah. You're not even like, you're not, the, not like, there's this meme. I saw on the internet where somebody asked Ringo, like the meme just has this text ring. Are, is Ringo the best drummer in the world? some Beatles says, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whoosh.
0: But no, Yellow Submarine is great, and it's a great family film. So, like, parents, if you are feeling especially down and want to, you know, escape with your children, that's a couple of the Don't literally
1: escape with your children. Stay (laughs) where you are.
0: They're going to try to flee from Earth. (laughs) They're going to try to get on the first... uh, commercial flight to mars but put this in a
1: player yeah. of media
0: yeah and also hard day's night just because again that's another type of prozac in cinema form just right. watching the beatles in black and white in england uh, preparing for a show there's no real story to it it's just watching like the beatles be the beatles it's almost akin to uh it probably has this, if we're talking about comparing the beatles to the marx brothers like a hard day's night is animal crackers or uh, or something like that, and help is like at the circus. Okay. Or maybe a day, or maybe that's night. I'll maybe accept a day, that. Or or a day at the races. I'll make it a little bit nicer. A day at the races. Also, or <laughs> or if you want documentary form, I also highly recommend the Beatles anthology. Uh, did you ever watch that?
1: If you want, yeah, I've seen it. If you want to be not depressed for several days on end watch the beatles anthology
0: yeah if you want to watch the beatles just be the Beatles in real time that that to me is a great way of taking your mind off of the world um also speaking of comedy uh and, and so this gets into action a little bit um i put on my list uh steamboat bill jr um this is the film by uh buster keaton and i feel like this is a uh, at first, I was thinking of putting the general, but then I thought, no, the Civil War is gonna make me think of too many things. But but too Steve soon. B- yeah, but Steve-o Bill Jr. I just w- I watched that movie for the stunts because the, the some of those stunts are some of the most incredible ever put to film. I believe that is the movie that features the moment where um, Buster Keaton's just standing and the house falls. Yes. And the the little window room is left there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this? I think this is also the movie where he's uh caught in the river. I feel like there's a water sequence in that movie. I, mean, I haven't
1: seen Steve, Steve, Steve Bill Junior. Oh, you've not? No. Huh. Well, I would uh, Even th- though our mutual friend was crazy about it.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I I, I was quite a fan of it as well. Uh. Is it? But I don't know if it's Buster Keaton's absolute best, but um. Uh, i mean it's about basically a, a the, the 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 actual f- official description called says the effete sun <laughs> you never <laughs> see that word used much anymore effete
1: um this e- is andrew of the and this is my effete co-host jack oh i i'm so happy to be on this show master luke is well- that <laughs> oh i'm no. so glad to see you fully functional again oh, i've got such a bad dusk contamination i can badly move beep 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 yeah
0: no i don't think he likes you at all no, no. i don't like you either uh, <laughs> but yeah um basically uh yeah his son joins a cantacous riverboat captain and joins his father's crew and oh there is a storm sequence that's what i was thinking of with this movie if you watch this movie you will get a really great sequence involving uh people on a boat and uh bill uh played by steamboat bill jr i should say um and it's just just incredible stunts you lose yourself watching how buster keaton who you know when he's acting he's very subtle he he looks around and he's just kind of like oh i'm a guy you know i'm I'm buster keaton and you know he's very dour that's your
1: buster keaton impersonation
0: i know how he talked in real life
1: uh <laughs> Hello, i'm buster <Mr>. keaton <laughs> when you hear buster keaton alive. When you, when you,
0: when, now you're making him sound badass i was thinking he's the version of uh the woman in singing in the rain it's like he didn't get a sound career because his voice was uh, he when he got on mic he was like
1: oh i'm going <laughs> to be
0: buster keaton today Um, But yeah, if you want to watch, again, I recommend a lot of different Buster Keaton movies, but that one just occurred to me at first. Now,
1: I would offer as an alternative to that. Okay. I would, if uh, if you like silent films and if you want something to go along those lines, I would recommend The Gold Rush with Charlie Chaplin.
0: Hmm, maybe.
1: The Gold Rush was too far away to remind us of politics. And that scene where Charlie Chaplin eats the shoe. Is definitely going to warm your heart,
0: and uh, dances with the potatoes.
1: And when he, uh, when that other guy, those two guys in the cabin with him, wrestle for that gun. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> well. Could this could <laughs> was this a? Could we
0: call this the very first movie where an, a character looks at another character and sees them as food? Yes. Maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll call it. We'll call it here on the Wages of Cinema. That was the very first movie. Where... I thought you were a chicken. <laughs> um that's actually yeah that's that is a good one i wasn't quite sure about thinking of charlie chaplin because like i i usually think of his the movies he did after that like uh modern times and, and city Mo- lights and those movies i feel like would make me think of the
1: election a little bit more it would make you think of sad things
0: yeah i mean well you know i would think of the working man watching modern times and that's you know, See, not this something I why, really want to think about right now. This is now. why
1: it would have been easy for me, because I don't care about The Working Man. See? Uh, yeah, you, you,
0: you're clear. You're not a Rush fan. You know, <laughs> the song with The Working Man, i do the way I can. Do, 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 do. All right. um, but on the theme of action, and that being something that's very cathartic to watch when it's just done balls to the wall, I one of my, on my list I put Crank.
1: Ah, now this.
0: Now this is uh. Jason Statham. Good
1: old Jason Statham. Probably the best thing he's ever done.
0: This and its sequel, uh, Crank Two
1: High Voltage. Crank Two um, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I mean, basically, it I, gives you, you could you, have if, called it Electric Boogaloo because it is about electricity.
0: I think High Voltage works more because in the sequel, his heartbeat is like a car engine, so like he can actually, he literally gets powered up by. It, like sticking like a wire from a car battery to his tongue. The absolute cr- best moment of crank high voltage is after, right after that happens and he gets powered up by the car battery, you see him running and then a title card pops up saying nine seconds later. Yeah. And then you just do see him running.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the plot of crank. If you have not heard of this gift to humanity, Crank is about basically a. I don't know. Jason's, he's an assassin. Jason Statham is Jason Statham. Yeah, he's
0: a profe- he's- professional <laughs> assassin, Chev Chelios. Which, and.
1: That, what, quite
0: a. You could tell if these directors are big video game fans, because Chev Chelios seems like a video game character name. Should be. Yeah, he or, learns that his uh, rival or, has injected him with poison. That will kill him if his heart rate drops. Right. So, so what he has so, to do is so he basically
1: like, he has to excite himself to keep his adrenaline pumping all day so that his heart does not stop. He and he finds he, all these different ways of making himself excited by y- injecting himself with epineph- yeah. epinephrine, uh, beating up a whole bunch of guys, having sex with his girlfriend in public. In public. The, in public. That, yeah. uh, that's my favorite. Scene, alive! I'm alive. I'm <laughs> alive. Yes that's my favorite scene from crank but then in the sequel they basically pick up where the film left off and somebody removes his heart and puts in and a, puts in like this uh, this pacemaker thing yes. uh, artificial heart mm-hmm. and he has to keep charging it yes. with electricity in order to just again stay alive mm-hmm. hilarity ensues
0: you know what they could have called the movie staying alive okay <laughs> i would have saved that for the
1: third sequel
0: Oh god they they hinted at a third movie at the end of it and it's never hap- come out like it, at the end of the third movie you're almost led to believe that he's going to become Tetsuo the Iron Man
1: where they remove his legs and replace them with dynamite well
0: at the end of Crank High Voltage he becomes like he at the end of Crank High Voltage he's on fire and the very last shot of the movie at first you think is him turning to the camera giving the finger and going ah that cuts to black, and this is while the song "I'm Gonna Keep On Loving You" is playing by Air Supply. Nice. Um, so, but Crank is so good because of the heedless abandon of its vision. I think when it was in theaters, I didn't see it because I was just like, "Ah, eh, this present this this premise sounds really hackneyed. This sounds like, well, we did speed, you know. But how about we do it with a person instead? How about we do
1: it with actual speed?"
0: <laughs> yeah instead of like you know a car has you know goes over 50 miles an hour it's armed if it goes below it blows up
1: now replace car with heart
0: yeah um crank high voltage is just a pure exploitation movie though like crank it it's really crazy occasionally it will try to be a real movie yeah um but crank high voltage is just that's a grindhouse movie <laughs> that like that movie features one of David Carradine's final performances where he comes on screen as like an Asian pimp. And I mean like a ra- like a racist stereotype of an Asian pimp. Oh, it's amazing. Um, so I would recommend both of those movies. Those are really good uh, getaway movies from the modern world. Um, another movie though, going back to good family movies that have not really a strong political agenda, like, like, for example, you know, you could watch something like the Lego movie, but the problem is, is that
1: Lord Business's it's far, head, it's, it's far too libertarian. It's, far, well, <laughs> well, Lord, Biz,
0: well, Lord Business's head, like his it, crown, his crown looks like Trump Tower. Really? Yeah. Somebody pointed this out to me, like, or somebody like, cause I took, a, like, I actually went I'm not going to talk too much about it but i went to trump tower recently uh or outside of it in a protest that's all i'm gonna say now i'm probably gonna be documented by some group out there but um
1: uh he did i did it to pull off an elaborate heist
0: i know a tower heist that is a movie um but no i
1: stole a tower i stole an entire tower uh, david um, copperfield did it why can't you mmm Good point,
0: but no, I posted a picture of it and somebody left a comment on my social media saying "Lord Business," <laughs> and I just laughed like hysterically. Cause and I'm now like, the
1: film is ruined yeah, for you. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Uh, but <laughs> but no, this isn't that kind of movie. I picked my neighbor Totoro. oh ah, yeah. Which is one of the most innocent movies ever made to yes. me. It is nothing but on-screen charm, because uh, you're just having a very simple story. It's barely a story, but i mean there is the makings of a story there but it's just in a way that when we were talking in our previous segment about japanese movies having characters who go off on a vacation right um this has that sort of like the the premise is that this father and his two daughters go off into the country uh to stay at this house and the daughters discover these uh you know at first there are these little magical like woodland sprites that are in their apartment but then, as they venture out, they discover that there is this magical troll in the woods named Totoro, right. and he has like his little friends with him, and uh, and then there's also a cat
1: bus, right? And I mean, these things. So far, everything Jack has said is correct.
0: Yeah, uh, objectively correct. There is a cat, and it's a bus. I remember years ago when I was uh, after I'd first seen that movie, our friend Matt, like I posted a picture of the Cat Bus or a picture put a picture of Totoro, and his comment was. It's a cat. And it's a fucking bus.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like I could just... You can sit inside of it.
0: Yeah. And it will purr. Um,
1: it's just such a sweet movie that... You can't help but be charmed by my native Totoro.
0: Yeah. I mean, eventually in like the last twenty minutes, they start to have a little bit of a conflict because their mother gets sick and it drives the real little girl, like, kind of bananas, and she runs off and there's a little bit of drama there. But ultimately it you watch that movie and it's a movie that's made for both real little kids. And yet, it's also made for everybody. For
1: weary adults.
0: Weary adults. Like you. Yeah. Like, if you watch... I'm sure if you watch Yellow Submarine and My Neighbor Totoro back to back, like, you will have no problems for the rest of your life.
1: You heard it here first. At least for that week.
0: Okay. Then after that weekend, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, if you... Whether or not you like anime or, or whatever, like, this is one of those movies that transcends that. People who don't watch anime at all well watch this movie and i actually i i heard of this movie long before i even knew hayao miyazaki was because this i think was the first movie that really got a big release in the u.s um i don't think i watched it just because it i don't know maybe i had some kind of a version of japanese stuff i thought everything looked like like excuse me looked like speed racer (laughs) (laughs) um
1: now, after that, I, in my list... Little note to Jack, Andrew is actually Racer X. It's all my brother.
0: <laughs> go, Andrew X, go! The next thing on my list, um, I put MST3K Space Mutiny. Oh, yeah. In large part because of the great names that uh, everybody comes up with.
1: We put our faith in Blast Hard Cheese. <laughs> Thorne McGristle.
0: Body. Uh, so Punch many, Rock Groin. <laughs>
1: you can't go wrong with mystery science. No, theory. you can't. And the go- worst, and the worse the films get, the better it, the episode ends up. Yeah, being. whether it's
0: my or whether, of course, Manos is a movie. I I hesitated to put that on my list because it involves a a man who subjugates women, eh. and that to me made me think: if I put that on the list, will people still think of Trump? <laughs> But but what would you put on your list of like a great mystery science theater movie?
1: Monster A that's the worst. One. Yeah, that's one. of the Either worst that ones. or Night of the Blood Beast. Oh, those boy. are two of my favorites. I go back to them every time, and I'm still astounded by how bad Monster A is. And apparently, that version of the movie shown on Mystery Science Theater is cut down by forty minutes. Wow. I know. There's n- that film has no right to be any longer than an hour and a half.
0: Was that directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if it was t-
1: I don't think it was directed at all.
0: <laughs> uh, was this? Did this movie have a bad director? Director? It had no director at all. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I this movie on IMDb. Uh, it's still in the bottom one hundred after all these years. Um, it deserves it. Oh no, Herschel Gordon Lewis is—he's cre- hes uncredited as director, so he Smart was choice. involved with it. Um Yeah. Wait. So they cut out. Wait. Are you sure they cut out f- like forty minutes? At least half an hour of a movie. Yeah. Because it was a seventy-minute movie.
1: Okay, maybe I made a mistake. Yeah, you might be wrong. I'm thinking sounds... of a... Wait a minute. That know doesn't I... sound right. Okay, I heard they do this cut, somewhere. I mean, they do
0: cut out some stuff from MST3K right. episodes, right? And
1: that just makes sense because it's like it's a sh- it's a two hour show with commercials. Yes, but uh, maybe yeah. it was a different movie. I heard that they cut stuff from. I, it was probably a really terrible one.
0: I remember when I saw the Time Chasers riff tracks, that uh, apparently that had some scenes that weren't in the MST3K one. Right,
1: Manos has stuff cut from it.
0: Well, I'm never going to watch
1: Manos in full. I have yet to do that, too, and I have no plans to do it. That would be... Man,
0: can you imagine watching Manos five times in a row? Yes, you, I could. You would go... I mean, I can imagine it. I, I think I would also be catatonic by the end of it. Um. So next on my list, after some... Again, you could pick Space Mutiny or pick any of the other titles that Andrew listed. Uh, with the exception of Red Zone Cuba, I'd say most <laughs> of the... Uh, most of the episodes would be good. Tell me, Dave. Slab, bulkhead. Fridge, large meats. Punt, speed chunk. Butch, deadlift. <laughs> Bold, big flank. Splint, chest hair.
1: Flint, iron stag. Bolt, Vanderhuge. Thick, McRunfast. <laughs> we put our faith in blast, hard cheese. Buff, drink lots.
0: <laughs> oh, slab. Oh, oh, hunk.
1: Oh, flink. Get out there! kick
0: the mask! <laughs> Trunk slam chest! Fist rock bone, <laughs> Stump beef knob! Smash slam job!
1: If you don't watch Red Zone Cuba, watch The Beast of Yucca Flats. Oh, oh, that's a great one. That's a one I on had the t- moon. T- How did it get there?
0: <laughs> Beast of Yucca Flats has like one of the funniest lines um that i have ever heard from
1: uh push a button things happen Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no no no
0: it's not even it's name joseph
1: jaworski famous scientist and airplane
0: <laughs> <laughs> they it's it's funny because they they were they come back to this many times uh in other episodes um but, uh, but Directed by the great uh, Bird-Eye Gordon. Coleman Francis. Oh, Coleman Francis, yes. Coleman
1: Francis had a dark, muddy vision. Yes, he did.
0: Oh, my God. That's a quote from the commentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, definitely the
1: commentary. All right, Carr, draw.
0: <laughs>
1: you see, these I could say a million of them, but these jokes are kind of meaningless outside of context. Um,
0: yeah, I mean... No, no, that, that is true. Um, I just wanted to say the one joke that is on my
1: mind about this. Don't thing. worry, I'll keep spouting more jokes. It's okay. I... I'm ready for my Dust Bowl portrait. D.C. Vecca Flats also has two really great shorts before it. Oh, yeah? One is about the ghost of ben franklin helping a young boy save money
0: <laughs> oh i do remember that one
1: yeah <laughs> well I goodbye lo- billy save lo- some money
0: i love those shorts where ghosts pop like where ghosts of things pop up like there was one like it was at a riff track screening i went to and no there was this-
1: springs
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that was it but there was also one about like car safety or, like, people yeah. who drive. And, like, this little boy is in bed, and he's visited by Car a... Car No! Well, no, it's like... No. Oh, God.
1: Oh, It's no. the cars with the headlights that are eyes, and they're animated. Yes! Yeah. Yes, that's the one!
0: Yes. It, it, it... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he's talking to, like, Little Billy, or Little Bobby, or whatever those kids' names are. That... Uh, um... You
1: know, <laughs> No springs <laughs> There are no springs on me. But Beast of Yucca Flats has two great shorts for, about it. One is about saving money, the other is about Oh was about traveling to Puerto Rico, which apparently is a thing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh here's the line that I wanted to quote. Uh, Tom Servo says this movie stops at nothing and stays there. <laughs> for wasting your time that's the movie (laughs) (laughs) all right so to get back to my list though um another movie that i put which even though it's kind of a comedy it's i guess it's also a drama but i put on my list eternal sunshine of the spotless mind Hmm. uh this is another one of my favorite movies it um you watch this movie and you are put into a very unique vision which is from michelle gondry and uh also the writer troy kaufman And, you know, it's a romance movie, but it's also about loss. And yet it's done in such a creative way that it almost becomes a bit of a time travel movie because it involves erasing people's memories uh, piece by piece. Um, And so it's like it has such a great mixture of the comedy parts that are so bizarre. Like there are scenes where Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet become like little kids yeah, like, and there's a scene where Jim Carrey is literally flailing in a sink, uh, and crying for his mommy. Um, but then there is also real heartache and real things dealt with. But it's done in such a way that when you watch it, you're not going to think about things going on in the world. You're going to get caught up in the lives of these characters, and you're going to get caught up in, you know, this really unique vision that you're being presented, and um, all the ways that. People act in relationships. It might be the hair.
1: What might? It changes a lot. The color. So that's I'll... why you might not recognize me. It's called Blue Ruin. Right. Color. Snappy name, huh? I like it. Yeah. Anyway, this company makes a whole line of colors with equally snappy names: Red Red Menace, Yellow Fever, Green Revolution. Gotta be a job coming up with those names.
0: Think there could possibly be a job like that
1: i mean how many hair colors could there be 50 maybe someone's got that job agent orange i came up with that one i apply my personality in a paste
0: oh i doubt that very much
1: well you don't know me so
0: you don't know do you i'm
1: sorry How's this that
0: be nice. Yeah. yeah. Who are intelligent and you know yet sometimes mess things up. mm mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Again, very unelectiony. Um. And uh after that, I put Evil Dead Two.
1: Ah. Dead De- by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Dead De- by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. Dead by Dawn. The, the movie where that. a stuffed deer head laughs at a man. <laughs>
0: Uh, he stuff he he. The deer head laughs at a man, and then other things laugh at him, and then he laughs. Yes, I love the progression of that scene because it's like the deer head start the deer head starts laughing, and then other things in the cabin are laughing at him. And at first, it's just what is going on, and then Bruce Campbell starts laughing. Yeah, and he's laughing so maniacally, everything else in the room stops laughing except for him. Yeah and then of course you know the hand pops up again he's firing at it yeah um I mean the thing I
1: find legitimately interesting about the Evil Dead series yes is that Evil Dead the first Evil Dead Mm mhm is a legitimately scary film
0: it's really trying to get you like with without being jokey it's uh that was something I did not put that on my list because it involves uh rape yeah and that unfortunately by would trees. make me th- by trees, but nevertheless rape. And that would make me think of our president. Nice. <laughs> I know I shouldn't go there, but I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, this is me personally. I'm not speaking for the entire wages of cinema group of two. This is just me. So, um, at any rate, evil dead. Yeah. Scary but, movie. Yeah, evil it's, dead it is, was is done a in- scary movie and
1: mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it, done on a pretty low budget done Mm -hmm. with really great effects done with ingenious workarounds and great visuals yeah and then they make evil dead 2 which really makes those amps up those visuals yes but it makes it more of a comedy yes what we would call a horror comedy these days
0: yeah well clearly sam Raimi. i mean he probably I think he did the Evil Dead, but I don't think that it was in his mind, okay, I'm going to make this a series. This was just, I wanted to do my own take on a Cabin in the Woods story. Uh, Well, he
1: invented the Cabin in the Woods story.
0: Would you say so? Yes.
1: You don't think that there were any other Cabin in the Woods Evil Dead is the original Cabin in the Woods story. Hmm. Every Cabin in the Woods story since then, even Cabin in the Woods.
0: Well, Cabin in the Woods obviously references. Owes Evil
1: Evil Dead a debt. I mean, yeah. there is no cabin in the woods movie before this
0: mm. i mean there are movies where characters go into the woods and you know scary things happen i mean i feel like friday the 13th was kind of like the first
1: movie like that but that's not really a, that's, a that's just like a summer camp movie. okay um uh, all right. no no, no
0: I, I will grant you that first cabin in the woods movie the evil dead i think with evil dead too what's interesting when you hear sam raimi talk about the movie he got inspired to do it because somebody else had made a short film about an evil hand. Huh. And he saw that and was like, you know, this is giving me ideas for maybe something I could do with I'll Evil Dead. i make
1: my own film called Evil Head.
0: No, no, Hand.
1: Hand.
0: Yes, yes. It was a change of the word there. Um, and watching Bruce Campbell in this movie is, you know, a marvel. He's... So committed to this performance. It's like, you you almost could credit, you You could almost say he goes over the top. Like, there's this one moment early in the movie where he's trying to escape, and there's just a giant chasm built now in the road so he can't cross, and he just gets out of his car and goes, no,
1: no, no!
0: <laughs> and it should be, but it's funny because of how committed he is to it. Yeah. And just so many great Uh, iconic things
1: like it's it's his commitment to the film not just the writing and not just situations it's his it's his performance and his commitment that makes it funny
0: yeah like when he finally chops off his evil hand and says who's laughing now Uh, it's it's great cartoonish violence it is like so inspiring and yet thrilling and um it's not afraid to just be completely silly but it it still has impressive visual effects too i mean they have a little bit of the claymation that they had in the first evil dead uh movie um and then i just love the ending it has mm. such a great last shot yeah uh, i won't say what it is if you've never seen the movie but uh yeah evil Dead too um the, another movie which i know you haven't seen this but I was trying to think of like a film noir because I that's a, usually a nice escape for me, but I wanted to think of something that
1: I want to escape from my crappy present. Present. <laughs>
0: you want to escape from your? I saw
1: what you did there. I want to escape from my crappy present. You, into I, you were no, 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 crappy no, 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 past. no, 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 no. You were about to say crappy president. Maybe. There you go. I neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> but I'm going to escape from my crappy present. Into the crappy past. I'm going to escape where nobody is innocent and everything is miserable.
0: I wanted to escape to a story involving a, you know, a bunch of like, you know, old school tough guy in trench coats, French, and they pull a heist that lasts like 30 minutes of the whole movie. The opposite of
1: Reservoir Dogs
0: yes in Reservoir Dogs you don't see the heist here you see every agonizing second of the heist and it is like you're biting your nails watching this thing unfold as the characters are kind of not saying anything either it's very quiet you know you're not having characters talking because sometimes in heist movies you have like characters being like no, why are you talking so loud don't, don't shut up we're gonna do this thing yeah here they're, they're such stone cold professionals that it's their job to be quiet Almost, and just try to do every little action, and that's always been inspiring to me.
1: Seeing See, characters do that in movies—that's why I never became a bank robber, because you could not shut up. Right. <laughs> so I, so I started a podcast with my friend here.
0: Yeah, he, he got into the wages. For so, what movie are you talking about, Rafifi. Did I give the title? No. Of it? <laughs> Jeez, yeah, why why I should have said the title? Uh, Jules Dassin's Rafifi from 1954. Uh, it's a French crime thriller heist movie uh, you know it's always nice to watch a good you know we, we I talked about a few black and white movies on here already but this is the type that you get transported to 1950s France but it's also a kind of France that called like the, the type of movie calls back to 30s gangster movies you know guys right. in trench coats and hats well it's less and more like oh
1: i was just about to ask what the
0: french equivalent of meh is that's pretty much it um and then the last movie on my list because i wanted to pick one one movie from a good master filmmaker and i put after hours ah which i know you're a fan of this movie. i am a big fan of after hours yeah and to me this just watching the story of this guy going through this uh you know, it's almost like a Homeric Odyssey. You I could feel say. it's
1: it's a lot. It's well, the way Kafka. I just des- I, I describe it as a, sort of like a, Kaf- a esque comedy.
0: It's a Kafka-esque comedy. It's like if uh, I if you had told me like Larry David had written the script for this movie, I wouldn't have been surprised because mm. it has such awkward, cringe-worthy moments. Like just the whole scene at the diner when Rosanna Arquette is describing her boyfriend and. His certain fascination with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, And just there are little moments too where Griffin Dunn just looks so uncomfortable, but he's trying to keep a straight face. The the thing
1: I find about... Me personally, I am not a big fan of the work of Larry David. Alright, I know. know. Now, but the reason I... And I think the big difference between those two is that I find the characters in After Hours to be much more relatable Hmm. and likable. Hmm. I mean, they may be neurotic. They may be a little. Self- they may be self centered and they may be awkward, but there's something very likable about the stories they tell right. and th- how they react to the situations they're in. Griffin Dunn, he is constantly trying to be polite. He's there basically just to have sex with this woman.
0: Hmm.
1: And then she's telling him the story about her ex husband. And it's the. Th- Funniest story you could ever tell about an ex-husband, really awkward in the situation, but as the audience member, you can just roll on the floor laughing, listening to that whole story.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a so many funny moments in this movie, even though it's, you know, it's when you look at the what is going on, it's a pretty dark and serious story in a lot of ways. I mean, involves characters, you know some of the characters by the end of the story don't live to see the next day. Yeah. Um,
1: I, mean, but at least you could kind of put yourself in Griffin Dunn's situation. Yeah. And he, you could see, he's a great could, everyman. Yeah. And you, you can identify with him. And even though he might not do the right thing, you could at least say that, yeah, in that situation, that's probably what I would do.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, there is a part of him that's a little bit like selfish in a way, like not selfish, but he's, he could just very easily not go a uh, farther at a certain point. Yeah, like, he he doesn't have to go with Rosanna Arquette to her place or to another place. Like he could just leave. But then the thought is, well, he lost his twenty dollars, so how is he going to get home? Yeah. Well, um, aside
1: from walking, people walk in New York City all the time. He was just a wuss. I bet. <laughs> But then again, you know, you could be like, man, I'd have to walk home. I mean, I could do it, but... Well, it is
0: New York City in the 80s, so maybe I can understand.
1: Yeah, and then you could understand, like, man, would I be able to walk home? Would I want to? Yeah. Look, I stayed with my husband for three days. I was very young when I got married. Husband was a movie freak. Actually, he was particularly obsessed with one movie. The Wizard of Oz. He talked about it constantly. I thought it was cute at first. On our wedding night, I was a virgin. When we made love... You've seen the film, haven't you? The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, I've seen it. Well, when we made love... Whenever he... You know, when he came... He'd just... Scream out, surrender Dorothy. That's all yeah so you're just like man, eh,
0: okay and again you know you're dealing with scorsese so you have a lot of virtuoso direction but a lot of it at times like he, he he has a lot of good camera movements but at times it's very subtle like there's this one scene where griffin dunn goes into this bar and he's just kind of very slowly moving the camera to show like this bar where barely anybody is in there and this old time doo-wop song is playing like the only two people are in there, like they're they're two people kind of slow dancing, and then you have John Hurd as the bartender, and it gives you a certain mood. Like every time you enter into like a, an apartment building, or an apartment, or the bar, or especially that punk club, yeah, uh, you get into a frame of mind that you know, oh, we're into this now, yeah. And I feel like that makes for a great escape in a way, even though. Even though it's very har- har- harrowing, I was trying to pronounce that correctly. It's cool. Uh, uh, even though it's very harrowing in that way, it, you you get sucked into it, yeah. And you kind of can, you can again you can lose yourself in this guy's story by relating to him and his bad luck. Um, so that's my list of movies. I I, I guess at first I thought I was gonna get to ten, but I guess this is more than that. Now, on on the flip side, I also put down some movies to not watch. Yeah,
1: let's go through these ones quick so we don't dwell
0: on them too much. Any of the Star Wars movies. Why not? Because it would make me... Because I am now kind of maybe sort of thinking of America as the
1: Empire. (laughs) I think you're getting a little too deep, but okay, I got you. Let's Um, move on to the next one. I'm not
0: going to get too deep into that, but all right. Um, Also because
1: the prequels aren't very good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Dr. Strangelove. Okay. Uh, for maybe obvious reasons. Uh, Schindler's List.
1: <laughs>
0: That's, I think,
1: generally people avoid that movie. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going through Spielberg's catalog or if you want to watch a three-hour Holocaust epic, then turn it on. But right now, maybe not the best mood, uh, considering... Unless being,
1: you're a big fan of Ben Kingsley.
0: There refunds. No, just Ben King. <laughs> why not Ray Fiennes? He knows. Rafe. Rafe. Ralph. Hey, Ralph. Why don't you come over here, Ralph? No, no. My name is my, my name is Rafe Fiend. Hey there, Ralph Fiennes. The other movies I have American Psycho. I don't know. Why not? I don't have. You know why? Why it would not it's not a movie to watch to get my mind off the election because Trump is name-dropped in the movie. Oh, okay. So, and also it, it involves... So then,
1: no Back to the Future too. Oh,
0: God, no. Oh, I didn't even think of that.
1: Oh! So...
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I should add that to the list. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that would be one of the worst ones. Oh, you know what would be a good one now that I just thought of it? What? Home Alone 2. Okay. Because, actually, and that was actually the very first time... I ever saw Donald Trump he huh. makes a cameo in the movie because uh there's a scene where Kevin walks into the plaza hotel uh and he just asks a random guy in the hallway excuse me where's the lobby and the guy says down the hall and to your left and apparently that was Donald Trump huh if only I knew watching that movie. our future president
1: yeah bah, bah, bah. <laughs> no okay no.
0: Uh, I put the hateful eight because it involves a lot of Suspicion racism and, and sexism. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, mostly the racism and sexism. Okay, uh, that would make me think way too much. I would not get my mind off the election. I would. I thought for a second about Inglorious Bastards two. That would be actually a good movie. Inglorious Bastards to... two
1: is coming out. Oh my Yay!
0: god! There actually is Inglorious Bastards two. It's not... called Allied. <laughs> well, that's pretty. Actually, I want to see that movie really bad. Um no 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 I mean like the Italian uh Inglorious Bastards too. Oh yeah. Uh and
1: the last one You movie... know the first Inglorious Bastards? I mean the Italian th- one. The Italian one? It's a good, good movie. film.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I think there's probably a reason why Tarantino was a fan of it. It was a good movie. Um and the last one I put down was I Spit on Your Grave.
1: Well, I don't think many people want to watch that anyway. No, I mean It's aside... not a very good movie. No,
0: well no, it's an absolutely Dreadful film.
1: I put that like in you my... could put that on any movie of film, any film, any list of films. I think not
0: because it's so unpleasant, though, and it's about women who are not feeling safe, uh and yeah, and the the dregs of America. That made me. I again, these are my opinions. These are do not. No, <laughs> I guess they do reflect the weights of cinema. I'm, I'm half the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, can't, you can't say these
1: are not the But I I, I got to
0: be truthful with people. I got to you know. I got to admit about how you know, scared I am right now. He's got
1: to believe.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but hopefully, like I said, these movies that we talked about, hopefully these will help get your mind off the election if you're having uh, intent, intense anxiety or you're just really just tired. You know, a lot of people are tired right now. A lot of people went out to the movies this weekend to try to escape Uh even if the, if you, even if it was something that was like trolls <laughs> I saw a lot of long lines for trolls this weekend huh. um i guess because kids are now watching movies that look like their breakfast cereal hmm. <laughs> um but if these movies if if this was a good list to you guys if you have any other suggestions for us uh i mean you can always send us an email to wages of cinema at gmail.com uh you can also reach us on facebook send us a message on our facebook page for the wages of cinema podcast uh we're on twitter so tweet at us if you'd like uh instagram tumblr all those places you can send us messages to uh let us know if our picks actually do make you think of the election somehow uh if i if i failed in my mission somehow and didn't realize
1: me for the last time
0: yes um And if you could think of any other movies, uh, possibly.
1: Um, But, you know, you don't have to just watch these movies to get away from the election. Or if you're not American, you don't have to feel bad for us. But you can watch these just to escape whatever problem you've got right now.
0: I mean, the fact is, you know, this isn't going away for quite a while. Uh, But at least in the short term, even if it's just for an hour or two, you can at least briefly get off, you know, get get your eyes off of Facebook, stop looking at your news feed, and lose yourself in a film. There will be plenty of time to go back to being completely anxiety ridden about where this country could be headed. It might not be headed that way uh, again and again. I'm not making any judgments. If you did vote for that, no, I'm not even gonna Keep go it. there. I, I'm gonna stop myself because I could. Like, get death together, or something. Keep it together, But like I said, hopefully this list will help you out. And, you know, you can get some joy with, uh, you know, friends like Totoro and the Beatles. Or lose yourself in insane action. I feel like those are good movies to watch right now. I approve. So, with that said, we thank you once again for listening to us in the Wages of Cinema. You've been, you know, we're actually, you know, we're nearing two years? Yes, We're going to have that pretty soon, so that will be something to look forward to. Um, I hope you all keep listening to us, and thank you for those who've been listening to us regularly. And uh, and we'll return very soon with some new episodes. So with that said, I'm Jack. I'm Andrew. And remember, the wages of cinema is death. Have a good night.
1: singing